This is a Glendale Library Arts and Culture program created for and featuring teens, edited and hosted by the teen library staff. Hi everyone, this is Melissa. And Desiree. Welcome to the guest episode of Teen Gen Talks. Today's guest graduated from Cal State LA with a bachelor's degree in business administration marketing. She is an LA native, a cat mom to two tabby cats, wannabe foodie, traveler, and hikes around the San Gabriel Mountains and Griffith Park. She is a community outreach assistant and workaholic where she is able to share her passion for communication and storytelling to the residents of Glendale. Grab a snack and drink and let's welcome Fabi to Teen Gen Talks. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Fabi, for taking the time out of your day to talk with us. We have a lot to discuss. Yes, so to start off, um, we want to get to know how you got into business administration. So if you could kind of, um, you know, tell us how you got into it and all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. So I attended Cal State LA. I majored in business administration and marketing. And um, during my time there, I did a lot of internships uh, with museums and nonprofits, usually with marketing or social media, because at the time when I was going to school, um, there wasn't a lot of programs that did offer kind of like career options for social media, because it was still like uh, a happening thing, but it wasn't really like so much as like, oh, you can make a career out of this or like, you know, businesses mm -hmm. were really still trying to adopt to the technology because they weren't sure if it was still like a trend or not. So um, one of the internship opportunities that I came across through the College of Business was actually a paid internship with the city of Glendale uh, for the library department. This was happening during the renovation of Central Library. And I actually started my first job ever uh, being a volunteer with the Alhambra Public Library. Um, I actually started working with them back when I was like in high school as a volunteer and I worked there when they were still located on Main Street um, and then we did a renovation there as well and now it's the Alhambra Civic Library right next to like City Hall. So I was kind of familiar really with like the whole process of the library renovation, um, but I didn't do any marketing work with them. I just worked with the administration team. Actually, I worked along with mainly doing a lot of clerical stuff and then eventually started, you know, with like some shelving and just stuff like that. But for the most part, my work was always with the administration team. And then kind of, you know, years later, I ended up working as an intern within the Glendale Library Arts Department, also an administration team and now running the social media and communications, uh, you know, team as well. <laughs> so that's kind of how like I made my move to uh, administration um, with the Glendale Library Arts Department. Is um, talking about um, when you went to Cal State LA, um, was there a specific class that you enjoyed? So I took a bunch of classes for social media and I think my favorite one that I really enjoyed was like the strategic planning. So it's a little bit um, more on like the writing side, like you have to do a lot of research basically on companies and how they kind of started and what they do for their social media. But I really liked it because that's how I feel like you learn what works and what doesn't and how you can apply those kind of same tactics or strategies to, you know, other places or like places like mm -hmm. you know where you work at or just for your own personal use too so i really like that because i felt like that's just um a good way to kind of like start having an introduction if you have no kind of like background knowledge of like strategy or kind of like the business side of social media 
And then um, the one that I also really liked a lot was the um, there is a class about basically analytics and using like Google um, Google ads or just the Google platform. Uh, for that one, I remember there was a bunch of like challenges that we had to do where basically that we would have to. Um, it was kind of like the the daily uh, like pop quiz, if you will, of the class where it's like <laughs> the professor would present a bunch of stats and information, basically all these like democratic uh, info uh, to the class. And we would basically have to team up with someone in the class and guess what company it was or what type of business it was just based on the information. And I got really good at that just because you really have to again like do your research and like and be like well why someone you know in like redondo beach would be looking at a sport utility you know like mm -hmm. you know website or something like that and kind of just yeah. put the puzzles and connect the dots i kind of like that because it kind of felt like you were doing some like investigation work but <laughs> with like marketing information so i thought that was pretty fun because again like that was something i really wasn't expecting ever to do and yeah how did you fall in love with uh, business administration and what made you choose that major specifically like was that something that you've always wanted to do since like high school or oh well actually um I wouldn't say I always loved business administration I actually started off as an English major oh, okay. um I was already taking like upper division classes and just kind of felt like you know what I don't think this is actually right for me um I don't see myself going into law school or becoming like an English teacher or, you know, something else like in journalism that initially I kind of thought maybe I would be interested. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I just didn't like the the vibe. I guess you can say maybe it was just a department <laughs> there. Yeah. No shade to the Cal State LA English department. Um, I mean, they have a great department and stuff, little great professors um, had a good time, but I just felt like this wasn't for me, it kind of didn't fit my personality. I do like to work with people in the group. Um, and I was just kind of looking at my options, thinking, you know, like, let me do something a little bit more practical. Um, I'm like, I'm here, I really want to, you know, get my money's worth <laughs> from my college education. So then I started looking into the College of Business and I was just looking at their options, seeing like, what is the most creative side of business administration? And I was like, oh, that would be marketing. So. I went ahead, started taking some classes. I basically switched my major to business uh, and then to marketing. And um, that's kind of how like it all began for me. And then once I made the switch and started taking the classes, I realized, okay, yeah, like this is definitely where I'm supposed to be, kind of where I belong, where I kind of thrived. I just felt like it was such a better learning environment. And I just really was more interested in the classes and kind of just the prospect of what I can do with that major. So I would say like that's what I really kind of like fell in love with is that I knew with this major and like with this uh, knowledge that I was learning, I have a lot of options of what I can do with it. Very like random. What like social media when you first started since it wasn't like so big, what was like that social media way back? Um, biggest one at the time definitely was like Facebook because it was just between like Facebook and Twitter and then Instagram just started happening. I would say it's my favorite one though that I really was bummed out that didn't make it through was Vine <laughs> because now <laughs> now Vine is like everyone is do you're basically doing Vine videos like on all the platforms really. It's just it was a really bummer that Vine didn't make it to the top. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I love Vine. I can still remember some of those videos. And that's basically what's happening now with like TikTok. Like 
people are basically recreating in my mind like Vine videos. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. Just going back to marketing, uh, what's your least and favorite part about marketing? Um, well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I would say my favorite part definitely would have to be the storytelling, like when you actually get to share stories and you know connect with people. Because I mean, that is the majority of the job is they're just communicating, whether it's a visual, an infographic, you know, a tweet or something, you're just communicating something to the public. Mm -hmm. I would say the least favorite part would be just because now, since everyone is on social or marketing or has some obviously knowledge of it, um, people always feel like they can just do it or they know the best practices. So people have a lot to say of like how you're supposed to do something or how it should look. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say just leave that to the professionals. <laughs> like I know a lot of people do, you know, um, I mean, I, I don't do it because I personally manage a lot of other accounts as well and, you know, do a lot of work um, freelancing and with other nonprofits. So I don't have the time to develop like my own like you can say personal following I'm not an influencer definitely don't want to be um I mean that's great that people can do that I'm like you know more power to you because I honestly think that's so so great that people can do that you know like especially now um you know in, in your own home you don't really need much equipment or anything to get you get started basically mm -hmm. you just have to start making the connection put the work into it but um I think other than that like that would just be my one thing that is just because it's so open and so readily available for everyone. Everyone just thinks that they can do it too. And it's like, I mean, you people can basically, but doesn't mean you're going to be the best or, you know, the best um, practices of, <laughs> of the field, I would say. Since you said you were a community outreach assistant for the library, um, what's your typical work day like? Uh, my I would say my typical workday would usually be me starting off like scanning social media, see what I missed off when I was away from my phone or off. Um, have to see what people left or what they share just to make sure that mm -hmm. everything is up to date. And then from there, I would say like, you know, opening my inbox and just seeing what's there to me to work on. It's, there's a lot of um, programming that we will be offering, especially in the fall. So there's a lot of um, things to, you know, gets get started on so just planning communicating with others and our library staff to make sure that we're supporting them with everything possible that they need to make sure that their programs really you know have a really great launch and how do you come up with uh, like a marketing strategy like what's your strategy when when you know doing all of your work i think it depends on the goal you know you actually try to see what is the end result that you're trying to get whether it's like you want to just get more awareness of something, whether you want people to take an action, um, maybe like to join um, a program or join a newsletter, um, whether it's, you know, you're just doing a cross promotion with someone else that you need to, you know, um, kind of unite your, your voices to get to that one demographic. I just think it depends on what, but I would say definitely my motto for everything is just keep it simple. Yeah. Now that we have gotten to know a little bit about business administration, marketing, and being a community outreach assistant, let's dive into behind the scenes of it all. How did you become an expert in your field? Uh, definitely by doing it. <laughs> Again, like when I was attending college, I had a lot of internships where I had to write up um, social media strategies for nonprofits and museums. Um, so that was definitely like 
the biggest learning curve, I would say, because every place is unique and different in their needs, their venues, um, their wants, their their goals, basically. So doing that um, again, also like in school, you just had to do like case studies of like businesses or, you know, actually uh, even of local businesses. Um, that's something that we did a lot that I was able to help out with. I've you know done that also um, just on my own to just help like local nonprofits or communities see how they can get a bigger reach with their um, community events as well. Um, so I would just say just uh, practice and just learning um, from really experts. Like I love attending a bunch of webinars and, you know, listen to a lot of the experts and see like what they're doing, um, even though like I don't manage a large following, you know, with like millions of users. It's just good to know what the experts are doing in, you know, bigger venues with bigger platforms. So I just like to make sure that I'm always like up to date to like what's new because again, like with social media, things change so fast um, and it is a lot to keep up with. So there's always usually like, I would say I would do like maybe like once a year, I have to kind of refresh on what's going on, what's happening, like what do I have to learn? you know, because there's always updates happening to the platform. So you just have to make sure that you're just up to speed to all the tools that they're offering to make sure that you know how to utilize them so you can use that to your best advantage. So I guess for somebody that wants to be in the field that you are in, um, what's something that you suggest that they like, I guess, definitely need to do to like kind of experience the field itself? I think the best way to learn whether, you know, you're fit for it or, or you like it, um, and you see like me, what you have to offer is definitely approaching, like I said, maybe like a local business and seeing how you can partner your skills with them. Cause that's really the only way that you're really gonna know, like by managing a, a business, you know, account to see how things really do work on, on the back end side, like how much planning goes into it, all the work that goes into it. Um, and then, you know, seeing like the real effects, like, you know, are you actually making sales by your tweets or, you know, by your posts or something like that? Um, I think that's the best way to learn, you know, just really like start diving and get some real like hands on experience and see like if that's right for you. Because a lot of times like you think because you, you know, again, you like social media a lot and you're on it means that you want to do that as a job, you know, for for something else other than your own purposes. And I think that's when people realize like, you know what, this is not for me. It's actually really draining. Like I don't I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Has like being in this field make you like want to quit social media completely? Um, I definitely take breaks from social media. Um, I've learned how to separate myself. Like once I'm done working, like I don't go back and check to see like how many likes, you know, we're getting or who's, yeah. you know, if someone shares it or anything like that and seeing like the numbers. Um, I definitely used to do that in the beginning, but again, like you have to have balance just like with everything in life so I definitely learned how to like shut it off and just move on and be like you know mm -hmm. I'll get to that when I when I get to it um but I, yeah I definitely at times I'm just like I don't want to look at another tweet look at Facebook anymore <laughs> I don't want to like look at Instagram I definitely have some days where I'm just like I'm totally over it because it can be overwhelming because you're just inundated with so much information and so many things that are going on that a lot of times like you just need a break from it and I think that's honestly like the best thing that you can do and I think everyone just needs to at least unplug for at least a day mm -hmm. you know because we are so connected to social media like 
24 7. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I really admire those people that don't constantly like check their phones and are not worried about like what, you know, someone is like tweeting or posting or like what video. Because, yeah, I, I, I can, I remember like in the beginning, like I was always connected and it's not mm. healthy, I would say. Um, do you think there's a key to a viral photo, a viral video? Like, I don't know, like, what's your thought on, like, viral videos? Like, how do you think, like, people create viral content? Yeah, I think, again, it goes back to, like, us being so well-trained now to be able to spot when something is fake and real, even though we do have a lot of misinformation that is going on in social media, unfortunately. Um, and it's coming from, like, you know, everyone across the world and all, you know, different ages and, you know, groups of people. But I would say, like, once you kind of get a sense that it's authentic, like that experience, that laugh, that, you know, like adorable moment is like real, I think that's what makes it so unique and it makes it viral because everyone can connect to that. Everyone has, you know, everyone feels the same feelings and everything or has yeah. some same, you know, experience. So I think that's what makes things viral. And then also, like, if you're kind of the first to do something that is a little bit outside of the box and again people appreciate that i think that's another way to that that it happens how do you grow your following uh definitely having a constant like calendar um of course if you post something like once every week or like every other kind of day like because of the algorithms and how people have pre-selected you know certain um features on you know that depending on what platform it is you will miss a lot of this information. So constantly, you know, making sure that people are being updated is like the best way um, to do that. Another great way that, you know, what we do, I mean, we don't do it that often, but it's definitely something that um, it's just more and more like acceptable now is definitely ads. Like there's just, especially now there's so much competition going on because everyone is producing something. Everyone is uploading something on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. So making sure that you can connect to the right type of people that you want to connect, that is definitely um, something that will definitely help you grow. But if again, if you want to kind of have that organic kind of like authentic um, audience, it's just really trying to figure out once you put out that message, it's like who is actually going to be able, like what type of person do I want to, you know, to reshare this information or, or like this. So you kind of have to know where to find him. Again, like the best of times is best practices. Um, is there a trend that you see becoming like popular in the future? Not really, because I'm really surprised with what some of the things trend <laughs> or what people kind of yeah. like gravitate to. So I, I would like to know that for sure. <laughs> right. Again, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I can't I can't speak to that because that really just has to do so much with like human behavior and people are can be really simple or really complex at the same time I feel like we kind of create our own uh, problems sometimes or like you know realities online yeah. and stuff so who who knows um who knows what's going to be a trend for 2021 maybe for 2021 I would say like once we kind of start being able to go outside, we'll start posting more about like nature or something. I don't know, like maybe we'll appreciate nature a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and you also call yourself a workaholic. How do you distress from a long day? How do I distress from a long day? Um, I just started meditating now, 
during COVID, I started like doing yoga and stuff. Um, but normally, my way to just stress is like working out. I just feel like I feel so much better once I go for a run or I do a workout. Um, before COVID, I was going to like the gym religiously. Like that was like my me time. <laughs> and I really um, embraced it and enjoyed it and stuff. So I definitely am one of those people that misses the gym right now. But, <laughs> but I just, you know, try to manage to kind of recreate that experience at home mm -hmm. because I feel like everyone kind of needs that alone time to try to just kind of like better themselves and for me especially right now it's like it's so important to be healthy so i think um knowing that at least i'm doing that on a daily basis like going on a walk or again like or or running or doing some yoga or pilates something like in my house that's i would say my way to distress just because like i can just focus on like that one thing when you feel uninspired what do you do to feel inspired hmm that's a good question <laughs> it depends on what the situation is but I would try to see maybe how other people gain their inspiration or, or kind of like moves them and stuff I kind of like just to know how other people think I find that so like interesting when people do things the complete opposite of like what I normally do or how I would react to something um so I'd say like just seeing what other people kind of do with that and seeing like if that works for me or not it's just good to kind of just give yourself those tests here and there just to see like, you know, can I do that? Can I follow that, you know, um, kind of mentality or kind of do like some of the morning rituals that maybe some people do and see like if that brings some inspiration or not. So I definitely would say just trying something new. Um, so before we end, we have some rapid fire questions. The first question is, what is your favorite color? Purple. Mine too. Um, <laughs> you you mentioned that you were a wannabe foodie. Do you how do you get like the right angle to take pictures of your food? It's all about lighting because you know you 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 eat with your eyes. <laughs> so I'd say lighting is the best one, but you do have to do that uh that hover. <laughs> yeah. There's just no way around it. It just looks better. <laughs> What's your favorite type of food? um favorite type of food i would say i'm pretty biased i'll say mexican because my family's <laughs> mexican but i also really love mediterranean food i love greek food so if you cook what dish do you like to cook and if you don't cook what dish do you love to learn to cook what dish do i like to cook i love making soups um i just find them so like therapeutic for some reason mm -hmm. and it's really simple um so i like just cooking really like any soup. There's not one like in particular. So what is some advice for a teen who is growing their social media, but they receive some negative feedback or lose followers? Um, I think for negative feedback, definitely don't listen to the haters. Um, people will always have something bad to say no matter what. I think that's just like, you mainly go and you post something because you have something negative to say versus something positive to say. And this happens for both business and personal accounts. You're always going to have someone that's going to want to give out their opinion, whether, you know, they were asked for it or not. I mean, that's what it's there for, right? Like, um, so I say, yeah, don't even bother with that. Just know yourself, know what you want, know what you know. I mean, it's good to listen to criticism. You definitely need to do that to be able to grow and learn. Um, but I would just say overall, like, don't feed into other people's biases, really. So Instagram recently released a version of TikTok. Um, what are your thoughts on that? At first, I'm confused because I was just going to download TikTok because <laughs> friends have been sending me so many TikTok videos. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should just finally cave in. Let me go and start using TikTok. 
Um, but now that they put, yeah, the, the reels, um, you know, section of the TikTok, um, I still haven't figured out to use it. I really <laughs> don't know what I would even like make a video, but I think that's kind of like where I'm just at. I'm like, right. I don't want to dance. <laughs> Maybe there's a challenge. I will like accept it and do it on there, but I really don't know. But I think it's cool. I mean, I like any platform that basically has like a one-stop shop for everything. Mm. So I think Instagram definitely has been like the best uh, social media platform that, I mean, they're always, I mean, look what they did to Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, they practically buried Snapchat. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. And then like now, who knows what they're going to do with TikTok. <laughs> but so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, um, but I think like, hey, like if you can make your TikTok videos on Instagram, you know, you don't have to kind of reshare it. That's more power to you, but I'm pretty sure that people that are pretty loyal to TikTok don't want that Instagram, you know, vibe to it. So mm -hmm. they'll just probably stick doing that on on TikTok. What is a trait that you think that you need to have for a community outreach assistant? Uh, definitely learn how to communicate with people. Um, I think you need to learn how to be able to talk to different types of people. Um, you know, kind of expand your, I would say, um, group of friends or just people that you interact with because you're going to be interacting with people from all walks of life, from all ages. Mm -hmm. So you just need to know how to basically would deal with like different personalities too. So I'd say that would be the best advice. What is something that you, you have been proud to say that you have accomplished? That I didn't become an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> And I know that's so strange for me to say that because I do social media as a like Libya and stuff, but um, it's definitely very tempting. And again, like everyone, you know, you see someone, they're like, oh my God, like they're an influencer. Like I had no idea, like maybe someone from high school or college or something like that. Um, and you're like, maybe I should do that too. Like, why not? But I'm glad that I just didn't jump on that. Um, I wouldn't call it a bandwagon. I think it's just like, it's just not for me. I'm more of a private person. and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just not for me. <laughs> so I'm just um, glad that I didn't go down that road. I say. That <laughs> um, what is some advice that you wish you would have known when you were younger? Like depending just overall, like just overall, yeah. Um, I would say like not comparing yourself to other people. I think a lot of people like do that. Like you want to compare yourself to your friends that you're growing up, really just owning who you are and just focusing on like what's good for you or not, like not worrying about what other people think. I think that's one of the best traits that you can have because that way you always know what you're going to do or how you're going to respond. You don't have to worry about what other people are thinking, just being authentic, I would say. And a last question, what is a book that you have read recently or are currently reading that you would recommend? I just finished reading the Ali Wong Dear Girls um, book. I really liked it just because it's funny. I mean, I like her sense of humor to begin with. Would I recommend it to everyone? Probably not. Just because it's a very raunchy book. And I actually thought it was like a book about like her writing like a letter to just girls overall to use any good <laughs> advice, but she was literally giving advice to her two girls. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, maybe you should have not disclosed that. But either way, it's it's funny. It's a funny read. I, I really like that book. Thank you so much, Bobby. We learned a lot about you.
Thank you for taking your time out of your day to sit down and talk with us. Can you let everyone know about upcoming projects and where they can connect with you? Yes, yeah, so I would say if you're not following us already on social media, follow Mike Glendale LEC. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and we're also on YouTube. So go ahead and make sure that you hit subscribe once you finish done watching this video. <laughs> so do that. Um, and I would say the next event that we're having is going to be in September. It's going to be for the Latinx Heritage Month. So on September 24th, we are going to be talking to the author of Stealing Home. So this is the book about basically how Dodger Stadium came to be and all the Mexican and Latino people that were displaced during that time. So I would say definitely um, follow us up for more updates on that event. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. -bye. Bye.